I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Alana, and... I think you are going to really like today's episode. I have Allie Grieve. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm very sorry, Allie, if I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. But I love Allie. She is a Toronto-based influencer. We're talking about taking Instagram seriously, quitting your 9 to 5, and just running with it and being a boss. We're not going to say girl boss over here. We're just bosses. We're not putting girl in front of it. Um but this is a really good episode. I think you're really going to like it. But let's get into our weekly intentions. I don't have any life updates because I'm recording this back-to-back with the intro for last week's episode. So if you want to know life updates and you missed last week's episode, go listen to that. I'll have life updates for you for next week's episode, which will be a solo app. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but actually, when you're listening to this, I think – 
I'm about, yes, you will be listening to this the week of the 31st, which means I will be about to go on vacation for the first time in like two years. So that's really exciting. I will be going to Jamaica. Um, so there's my life update for you. But my weekly intention for this week is going to be to not procrastinate and to actually do things ahead of time and to think of my future self. I feel like I've gotten into such a habit of procrastinating things, especially when it comes to doing work for brand partnerships. I'm never late with anything, but I definitely do push the limits and it makes me stressful and I know I feel good when I get things done early and I used to do that with school so I want to start doing it with my own work and I think it's really important to take things seriously so um, my weekly intention is to stop procrastinating and to create a schedule for my so then that leads me into my tip of the week is to create a schedule for myself so that I don't procrastinate and really be disciplined and so that I don't and find ways to motivate myself so that I don't procrastinate. Um, If you find yourself procrastinating, try to figure out what times you work best in doing those certain tasks. So if you work out better in the morning because your willpower is higher and you're not going to procrastinate before your workout, change your workouts to the morning over the afternoon or evening. Maybe you read better at night before bed then schedule time in to get into bed earlier so that you can read. Um, But really think of your future self. Then current faves, hmm, how can I make these different from last week? Wow, this is really hard recording in advance. Um, I do have some other current faves that I have not discussed yet. So I'm currently obsessed with YouTube and TikTok again. I'm very much very into uploading on YouTube, but also watching YouTube all over again. I'm also, unpopular opinion, back in love with Maggie McDonald. She's like a different person over here. She's fully had like a glow up in terms of like maturity and everything. And like, I love her again. I, to be honest, I'm unsubscribed from her in like March or April of 2020 and started watching her again on Vlogmas and absolutely love her. Nothing against her when I unsubscribed her. She just, I wasn't really like connecting with her content anymore. It was no longer serving me and that's totally okay to unsubscribe. No hate to her, but I'm back in love with her and I love her vlogs. I actually will say a few favorite YouTubers that I really like right now because I feel like that's something I'm always asked. I'm really into Caitlin Nolan, obviously love you bestie. I'm really into Rachel Ratke, Maggie McDonald, JC Marie, I forgetting anyone? Lauren Elizabeth, Claudia Saluski, also there. Getting back into Kenzie Elizabeth. Um, but really like, oh, and Margot Lee. Love Margot. So definitely love Margot. Love her travel series right now. Loving that. Um, Maggie, Rachel, JC, and Caitlin. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Morning Ray and let's bring Allie onto the pod. I think there's going to be so many tangible takeaways for you to take and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode and appreciate it. So I'm here with Allie. Welcome to Morning Ray. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I feel like we were just saying this like this has been a long time coming. It's been a lot of rescheduling especially on my part Um, but we're finally doing it. No, I'm so excited. Um, and like I was mentioning earlier, I remember chatting about even like Rumi together. So I feel like yes. I've known you for so long. And like now, six months later, we're actually meeting and chatting. So I'm really excited. Yeah, same. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about yeah. all of that. That was like a whole other chapter of life. <laughs> I know it feels like a year ago when it was only what, September or something like August. Yeah, it was like August. Yeah, yeah. I moved in August and then you moved like a few weeks later. Crazy. Oh my god. I know time flies. 
But for those who don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? Okay, so my name's Allie. I'm 23 years old. I grew up in Kelowna, BC, and then I've lived in Toronto for the last year and a half. Um, I work full-time right now for a beauty and skincare company, and then on the side, I have my side hustle of creating fashion and lifestyle content on Instagram and TikTok, and my zodiac sign is I'm a Libra. Ooh, a Libra. I don't know if I have any Libra friends, but I know my, my rising is Libra. So maybe that's why we click. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm not too into like all the astrology and I don't know any of like the moon rising stuff, but it's something I, I want to learn more about because I hear people talk about it all the time and I can never contribute. <laughs> Download the app CoStar, although I've been told it's very controversy, controversial. I don't know. I can't speak today. I can never speak. Um, that's how I like I figured it out. But I also don't know the exact. It's like based on like your location that you were born and the time you were born and apparently I don't know too much I only know because I listen to a bunch of podcasts that like talk about it a lot um apparently like one of the signs like changes like on a two-hour basis so like my chart could be so wrong but my co-star app has told me I'm a Leo sun everyone knows like their sun sign unless you're a boy then you don't really know I don't know (laughs) (laughs) and then Libra is your sun sign and then your moon like my moon is Gemini so moon controls like your emotions and the way you communicate and then rising sign I forgot what rising means but my rising sign is apparently Libra or it could be wrong because I'm pretty sure your rising sign is based on like the time you're born so I oh, like okay. think I'm born at like 11 a.m. I'm not really sure. So your son is just when you're born. Like that's how I know I'm Libra. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's okay. like your month, like your month okay. and your day. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Little astrology TED talk for you. That was perfect. But anyways. Okay. So you mentioned how influencing is your side hustle. Talk to me a little bit about like how you got started um what made you want to like start posting what decide what made you decide like to do like fashion like give me like the whole backstory like your elevator pitch when someone asks you because I know you have one (laughs) (laughs) so I think I was first introduced to social media when I was probably like 12 years old um and it was with YouTube and I remember watching makeup tutorials with my sister who was older so she had like her own computer and we would watch makeup tutorials together and I remember thinking it was like the coolest thing and like it'd be so fun to do and I never knew they made money from it um but I never like executed on like wanting to do it because I was so concerned with like what people would think or like being judged like I was what elementary middle school so um I never actually did anything and then in high school and university I think I talked about it so much and that's with the rise of Instagram I kind of learned more away from like YouTubers but more of like the blogger side and I was just Mm -hmm. so fascinated with it and like a few of my roommates knew um, or like went to high school with some like big now bloggers so they all had all this insider scoop and I was like wow like that is so cool they love fashion like I personally love fashion forever so being able to like share your passion on the internet and build an audience and even make a career out of it was so fascinating to me And then I graduated last year. So I was a 2020 COVID grad and I graduated, had no job, had nothing to do. 
And it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because it was like, if I want to do this and see if I could ever take on social media and like really pursue it, it's going to be now or never. So I sort of just jumped right into it. I kind of went all for it. I felt like I had nothing to lose. I didn't even have like a proper job. Um, and I was just enjoying the summer and like posting a whole bunch. And I got a little bit of momentum at the beginning, not a whole lot, but I really kept with it. And then um, 2021 is really when I've seen like growth and like actual potential with it. So yeah, it's been a good year and a half of like hustling and trying to figure out social media. I feel like as soon as you figure it out, it changes. But I feel like that's what makes it addicting and like fun and always like it never gets boring because you can always switch it up. You can always reinvent yourself. You can always create different content, whether it be like something totally innovative or it can be taking on a trend. Um, What would you say is your favorite platform? Oh, I think I like TikTok because... I don't feel as much pressure. Like you can pull yes. your phone, no makeup, just speak your mind and just post and like no thought. But I love Instagram because I love creating the photos and putting my feed together. Like I get so much joy out of like putting like a nice feed together and putting my outfits together. So it's really hard. But if I would have to pick one, honestly, I think I would go with Instagram. I just feel like that's where like my full passion is and I I struggle a little bit with video content I'm not as confident as I wish I was um so yeah I think I would say Instagram yeah I feel like Instagram is definitely my baby it's where I started I also start like fell in love with social media around like the age of 12 as watching YouTube videos like Bethany Moda Claudia Saluski um Makeup by Mandy 24, like all the OGs. Like, nice. I still watch all of them, not Bethany Moda. Like, I don't really watch her anymore, although she does come up on my TikTok for you page sometimes. Um, so my si- but you used to watch it with your sister. My sister used to make fun of me because my sister is eight years older than me. Um, so, like, it was like kind of like past her, like, her generation didn't really get into it. Um, and she would make fun of me for watching all these beauty and fashion videos and then when she started having all her friends weddings she's like Alana can you do my makeup can you do my hair and I'm like sure I'm like I only know this because of the videos you used to make fun of me for like watching oh my um, gosh that's so funny but yeah I feel like video content it can be intimidating but I, over the years I've definitely become a lot more confident So I think like exposure therapy happens with the camera and like filming. Um, And I I find video too is it's definitely something where it's like practice not makes perfect, but it makes you a lot more comfortable. And like the more you get in front of a camera, the easier it is. Like I look at myself a year ago today and I watched some of my TikToks. I was like, oh my God, like why am I so like held back and like reserved in the way I'm speaking like I find now I'm a lot more confident I am a lot more out there than I was so yeah it's definitely something that takes time but it, it, it is easy to gain the confidence I think if you if you keep with it yeah I also feel like the more you talk to the the camera or like even like with podcasting like your personality comes through a lot more easily and it feels a lot less forced and it feels almost as if you're putting on less of a persona and it's just authentically yourself Yeah, it's easier. It's definitely less judgment. 
So you share a lot on your TikTok, like how much you made from like brand deals or how to how you worked with company X. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like influencers and like learning how to be in, an influencer and like creating like a following out of that is also a big trend right now. It totally is. And I remember starting my TikTok all about fashion and like posting outfits. And then I sort of had like a wake up call one day and I was definitely inspired by other creators who were sharing how they grew their Instagram um, and how they started working with brands. But the, the biggest thing I noticed is it was creators who were smaller sizes. And part of me was like, why don't bigger creators do this? Like, why don't the girls with 500,000 followers share how they got there? Because I think a lot of people would love to learn and figure it out. Um, so I sort of just started with it. And, and I originally started with like, oh, I'm going to create a series on TikTok on how to get to 10K. And honestly, it did really well. It really helped me get to 10K within a few months. Um, and I just wanted to be really transparent, answer everyone's questions, and just share what I was doing that was working as well as what wasn't working because Instagram and TikTok can be so overwhelming. I find like there's so much content you can put out there. There's so many different strategies or ways you could post that I might as well share what works for me, share the brands that work with smaller creators. And in the end, I think it really did pay off and I, I got a really good like traction and the, uh, the audience just really loved it. So I definitely stuck with it and it's helped a lot with my, with my Instagram and TikTok journey. Yeah. I actually love, um, watching that content especially if I'm in a rut with my own socials and like strategies that I'm using aren't working it's a great and easy way to learn and to like pivot your strategy what would you say are like your three top tips right now in December 2021 for anyone who so maybe like for do three tips for Instagram and three tips for TikTok because they are different platforms, different algorithms. Like what are your tips for people maybe looking to start or trying to grow their socials? Yeah. So for TikTok, I would just say quantity over quality any day. Like if you can post, it's sort of like the Victor Victoria Paris method where if you could just post as much as you can, I really think if one video picks up, it can blow up and you can gain so many followers. So I just think posting as many TikToks as possible um, is really important. Sticking with a niche on TikTok, I think is also really important because if you post one video and it does well and everyone's following you, they're going to want to see the content. Like people are following you to see more of, let's say it's morning routines or how to grow your Instagram. So you kind of want to give your audience the content that they're following you for. And then the third one with TikTok, I would say is really be as authentic as possible. I think that's a lot of how creators on TikTok are being so successful, just being who they are, sharing things that you wouldn't share on Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like a different platform that you don't get the same content on Instagram is what I would say for TikTok. Instagram, oh, Instagram is tricky because even myself, like for the last three or four months, I was only losing followers and not gaining. And it was like so mm -hmm. stressful and I had so much anxiety about it. But over the last month, I feel like I've sort of like experimented and like tried to figure it out. And luckily I can say I've like um, gained quite a, quite a bit more followers over the last month. Um, but I would say with Instagram is it's all reels. And I actually have been mm -hmm. experimenting with reels and I now solely, well, I rotate between posting to my feed and then posting just to the reel section. But again, it is so different for everyone. So I would say definitely experiment with reels and again, post as much as you can. I know it's overwhelming, but 
I think it is like pretty important to do. Um, the another thing with Instagram, which I think you can't do on TikTok, is engaging on Instagram. I think is super important. Like commenting on your friends' pages and like replying to all your comments. I think the algorithm really likes it when you're liking more and like commenting back. I think it just helps um, pick up your position in the algorithm. And then the third thing I would say with Instagram is I think some people and like myself included get really focused on growth and like you have to constantly be growing where you kind of forget about the current audience you have. And I think Instagram is a really important place where just remember like to engage with the current audience you already have in your DMs and posting on stories and sharing your life and just really keeping the people who already follow you engaged. Um, because like I said, like you can have people unfollow you on Instagram so quickly. So just trying to grab their attention as much as possible, I think can really help as well. I love all of those so much. And reels is like my number one thing, even like with all the clients that I manage for work, I'm like, we need more reels. Like we should be prioritizing like real content, even like our influencer campaigns. Like we've totally switched from asking for static content primarily to asking for primarily video content and reels or TikToks or both. Um, even Instagram announced it is now a video sharing platform. It is no longer a photo sharing platform. It clearly is the jealous social media platform. They copy everyone and they don't like do their own thing, but video is where it's at and it's where it's heading for most platforms. Like even um, YouTube came out with YouTube shorts, which is actually quite interesting because you can, if you have AdSense on like your YouTube partner, because YouTubers make money through ads, like I'm a YouTube partner and I get like a little bit of money from like ads on my YouTube videos. My YouTube shorts also monetize. Like I can get revenue from my shorts, which is interesting because you can't get that like in terms of like just like built in like um, passive income from like your reels or your TikToks. But and on like, YouTube, you can. Yeah, and I've I've heard of like the well being Canadian. I mean, I'm not that like focused on the creative front on TikTok, but like I don't even think it's for us Canadians. And then people were commenting on my TikTok saying it's like you need to join the bonuses on Reels. I'm like I haven't even seen that. I don't even think they work. There's all that messaging around like if you like take on those bonuses and the creative fund, like it hurts your views and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I totally think like. Instagram, like you said, is such a copycat and it it bugs me that it's turning into a video because I love the photo sharing aspect of Instagram and I think it's honestly going to hurt them in the long run. Like I think another app is going to come in and take over photos and then they're going to be like not what they are today. So it'll be so interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I find it so interesting to see how like social media platforms evolve and change over the years. Um, Even like Snapchat, like no one uses Snapchat really anymore unless like you're some like fuck boy or something like trying to slide in um I literally had a guy like message me on Instagram the other day and he asked me for my snapchat and I was like I don't have it (laughs) that's always my answer I don't have it he's like what do you mean you don't have I'm like I don't have it and then he like tried to get my number I said no and he's like what you don't want to talk I'm like no that's so funny. I honestly can't remember the last time I used Snapchat. Like, sometimes they'll send my friends, like, a, a cute 
picture or video of something, but it is not my go-to at all. Like like you're saying, Instagram. I forget which was first, if it was Snapchat stories or Instagram Snapchat stories. Snapchat had stories okay. first, and it was weird to post on Instagram stories. Yes. And now it's weird to post on Snapchat stories, which is so freaking interesting. And I wonder if that's going to happen with Reels and TikToks, but I really don't think so. TikTok think is so, so much better. I don't even like – I can only post like my aesthetic – like this is in my head but I feel like it's how it is like it's just like the culture of um, Instagram like I can only post like my aesthetic TikToks and repurpose them onto Instagram reels versus on TikTok like I can do like in the moment like vlog content or like very like laid back unfiltered stuff and like I'm sure I could do that on Instagram but I feel like I can't like I feel like it has to be perfectly curated but I still love that aspect of Instagram but it's just like yes. they're different. I don't think I will ever post a reel of me like talking like I do on YouTube, like, or sorry, on TikTok. But I know it's, it's different. Like you said, I, I am the same way. I even only post my reels to my feed if I feel like it's like top quality content. Like I just like could never just like repurpose any TikTok onto reels because I feel it's just like not what the platform wants. So I just think it wouldn't do well. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I feel like Instagram has this chokehold on us that we have to be perfect, like, on it. Like, it has to be perfectly curated and, like, it has to be, like, proper. It's, like, a high-class platform versus, like, TikTok is so, like, lax and, like, unfiltered. No, I totally agree. Even when it comes to, like, working with brands, it's, like, I have double the amount on TikTok, but I don't know why in my head I see Instagram on like this like high end platform where like I charge more for my Instagrams than I do on my TikToks because I just see it as like such more valuable content um which is interesting and sometimes it's like maybe I should be charging my TikToks more but it's like I just see Instagram like as the platform and I see TikTok as a way to help grow my Instagram which is like kind of twisted but that's just how I've like done it for the last year um but yeah and so I find that my content on Instagram I need to charge more because it's like better quality than TikTok I totally feel that and I even started my TikTok because I noticed that a lot of creators that were going TikTok first in terms of like being like a quote-unquote influencer were a blowing up faster b having a way more engaged following see having an engaged following that transferred over to Instagram and they were having like such high engagement at like even lower following Mm -hmm. counts on Instagram like a really good like case study example of this is Caitlin Nolan like she literally blew up on TikTok and her following has transferred over so well to her other platforms because her TikTok followers are so engaged that they just want to see her on everything and every sort of medium. Like she has two Instagram accounts. She has like her fashion one and her foodie one. And they both have like a substantial amount of followers, get really good engagement. It transferred over to YouTube well. And you like, you don't see that if like someone just like only did like Instagram and then transferred to YouTube or like they only did YouTube and then transferred to Instagram as well. Like the engagement and the following isn't there. I couldn't agree more. And I think one thing that I've seen a lot recently too is I can't remember the last time I discovered someone on Instagram. Like everyone knew that I followed 
comes from TikTok because I see a TikTok, I'm like, oh, they're cool. Oh, I love their style or their videos. Then I go onto their TikTok, follow their TikTok. I click their Instagram and then I follow their Instagram because I want to see more. And I really think, and I was talking about this with my sister because she she isn't into social media, but she like likes to talk about it. And I was saying that the creators who became big in the last five years if they don't start adapting to the video content, the TikTok content, I think they're going to get left behind. Not left behind, but I I think there's going to be a huge shift to people who are like really taking advantage of videos and TikToks and like building that engaged audience. They're going to do so well. Like you're saying, like Kaylin Nolan, like she blew up so fast in a year where it's taken people years to build the following. So I think like it's really about like adapting to what the audience wants and like making sure you don't get left behind if you're not following like the new trends yes a hundred percent and I also think like what I like still talking about Caitlin I love her like we talk quite frequently but what I realized and this is like my business student like mindset like marketing like I'm pick up on all these things she being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches any meal honestly can get you into a rut especially with a busy schedule this fall you can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week so there's always something delicious to discover with hellofresh it's truly a no-brainer it does all the shopping and meal planning for you ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards it's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Someone else could have been doing this before, but she was the first person I saw this. She took like the dancing trends and she applied it to her niche by adding text on top. And now you see so many other creators doing that. And I think that's like why she did so well, because she was entertaining and following the trends. So the algorithm really liked her and people started watching her videos on when they came up on her on their for you page because it was like a trending sound and a trending dance. But then they were getting like wrapped into like her health wellness like healthy like living content while also dressing cute so she was like combining like so many different things yet still being niche yeah and I find her very inspirational and she's also like has no like bullshit fluffy content I feel is something that you see on Instagram 
And so with her, like you said, to build that platform on TikTok, get that engaged audience, and then keep it the same on um, Instagram and TikTok, like, I think it's really helped her. But no, I totally agree. Yeah, she's such a good example of that. That's crazy. Um, I feel like everyone, well, most people start creating on on Instagram and TikTok with the idea of, like, leaving, like, their nine to five and being their own boss and being able to, like, be an influencer and like be a girl boss or like an entrepreneur and like have their own brand. I hate the world girl, the word girl boss. Like I'm just be a boss. Yes. Exactly. Um, and I know we have spoken a little about it. I'm not going to like say it for you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give, I'll give the insider tea. So I haven't announced it anywhere. I've only told close friends and family but I am leaving my nine to five come March 31st. <laughs> yes, um, it was such a scary and well, it still is scary because like I still work my nine to five right now. Um, and I'm just I'm very lucky one that my job was so understanding. I mean, all my managers follow me on Instagram. They know it's like my passion. And so I'm doing like a bit of like an exit plan. Um, so come March 31st, I will be on my own tackling the world of social media. And yeah, in all honesty, like I had talked about it with my parents so much. And I think I've talked about it for like the last six to eight months and they knew I wanted to do this. And honestly, if it wasn't for um, mostly my dad was like, there is so much potential in social media. Like you would be silly not to. It's not like I make, like, I don't make more than my nine to five. Like, it's not like I'm making crazy money and I'm going to go and like, like you said, girl boss the world. Like it's going to take a lot of time and dedication and effort. But um, yeah, my family was super supportive. And like my dad, like I was saying, my dad was saying, um, either you do it now or you never do it because there's so much potential. It's not like I have children. It's not like I have a mortgage. Like I just have to see where it will go. And I think I will always regret it, regret it if I don't do it. So yeah, three months, three months to go. <laughs> oh my God, that's so exciting. Maybe one day I will, in- I will join you. Um, do Absolutely. you have, <laughs> do you have any like tips like, or like strategies that you are preparing yourself like mentally and financially for leaving your nine to five? Um, and like going off on your own, like, are you setting like monthly goals of like how many brand deals you want? Like, have you thought about any of those things? Yeah. So I think financially, one of my biggest things was I was lucky enough to have a job in university. So I have enough like in savings to sort of, basically I, I just signed a lease. So it's also bad timing, but I signed the lease in Toronto, like these, these rents are ridiculous, but like I would have enough to get me to the end of my lease. And then if I really needed to, I could move back in with my parents. So like, that was like my first thought. Um, and then when it comes to like the brand deal side, like right now, I would say I make like a half to a two thirds of my salary, like from my nine to five. And so I think my focus is um, reaching out to brands. So that's something I actually have literally never done. All of my brand deals come from brands reaching out to me. So I think in some ways I limit myself with the potential of like how much I could be making. So that's like my focus, even starting January, like all of this, I really want to do before I leave. So I can start, um, like on my own with like a bit of traction and a bit of, um, deals on the go. But yeah, I think I'm going to try to like do a whole bunch of brand outreach, see what I can get from doing that. Um, 
and then I just am gonna kind of see where it goes and like hope for the best but um like like I was saying my parents have been super helpful and I'm really lucky to say um because they are on my side and like they want me to succeed they they did share that they could help me if I was like couldn't afford groceries like they would they would help me here and there so I'm really lucky I have that but in terms of strategy for my social media I think I just want to like content overload and like really try YouTube um post more on TikTok really share more of my life give it a hundred and fifty percent and then I also would love to sort of take the more like business angle like create a website where like all my content is in one area maybe even make like presets that I could sell or I don't know like make media kit templates like I'm just trying to like think of ways that I could like bring it not so much as like me sharing my life but into like a business mode if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so those are my thoughts so far but I honestly I need to think about it more than I have but that that's what I've got so far No, I totally back that. I'm all about diversifying your income. So you don't want to – this is like me giving you a little bit of like a business insight. I need it. Um, (laughs) Diversify your income as like much as you can. Like have as many streams as possible. You can't rely solely on brand partnerships. Yes, they are great. Yes, they can be a primary source of income for you because you can get quite a big amount for a smaller piece of work. And then, like, diversify it with, like, say, like, the presets or the brand kits or offering, like, consulting services or even, like, look at what Neat San Raider came out with. Like, she came out with Mind Your Your Business, I think it's called. Yeah. Like, it's a course, like, essentially what you do for, like, free on your, like, reels. Um, Stuff like that is super great. Try get on YouTube because then you can – once you got – a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours you can monetize and even if it starts off as like a small amount of money each month like I'll be transparent I think I obviously right now it's been a bit lower because I haven't been as consistent on YouTube but I average between like a hundred to two hundred dollars in ad cents a month what that's like groceries or that's like yeah you're dining out like it helps everything helps um I would lean into like affiliate marketing so like Get on like magic links if you're not. Get on like reward style. Um, do you like it to know it or like it to whatever like that you, like fashion one? A quick question: Are you on those? Because I've tried like to know it and I like I was pulling my hair out. I thought it was so frustrating. <laughs> like I just couldn't um, figure it out. I'm like on like I'm I got approved onto all these platforms. I mostly use magic links. Okay, I'm gonna um, look at that one. I would reach out to – I can't remember her name right now. Her name is Mar- Mariah. I'll send you her handle. Okay. We're having, like, a full-on conversation. You guys are, like, <laughs> getting, like, the inside to Um, She no, uses, like, to know, to it. know it a lot. I'm not really sure how to use it. I know you can sync it with, like, your Instagram, and then you essentially make, like, little, like, blog link pages that, like – it was it will you do you can do one link on your story and it's like tap here for my outfit and then you can have like your shirt and then if you click on your shirt it will take you to where you got your shirt and you get like a commission from that and then like your pants and your scarf is she canadian no she's american okay because i also follow a girl and she's so good with her like to know it which inspired me then i got approved and it was like there was like four links that worked for Canadians so that's why I was like so discouraged I was like oh I guess try 
try magic links okay, i love it and they have really good commission rates um i really like it and you can do the same sort of thing now like the like okay. to know it like the little blog thing like even like it pull if i put links in like the description of my youtube video it will pull those and make like a little like link page like website thing that i could then link somewhere else like on my instagram right of like okay, everything so magic thank links. you yes thank you <laughs> you're welcome but apparently like people make like tons of like money in affiliate links i just don't have the time for it but you'll have the time for it i will so you I better no do excuse. it <laughs> no excuses i'm gonna have to that's the problem i'm gonna have no excuses come march when i gotta figure all this out <laughs> And then another tip I would say, because like even I was looking as like, how much would I have to make on a monthly basis to make six figures from influencing or like working for myself? And I was like, okay, so six figures, we're going just for a straight 100,000. That's, I remember all these numbers. I'm really great at numbers. That's $8,333.33 per month before taxes deducted that I need to generate in revenue. So then I was like, okay, so I have to make that much each month. So what is that in brand deals? Well, for a real or TikTok, I charge two grand. So I could do like four of those. And then I could do like some posts or something. I don't know. I like started to break it down. So I would like set a goal for yourself and be like, okay, how much money do I want to make in a year? How much would I like to make monthly? And then break it down into like different ways you could reach that number. So like, for example, like maybe you start like managing someone's social so that's yeah, like, I've thought of and that. you charge like a thousand a month for that. So then that's like a thousand dollars knocked off. And then you want like four big brand deals and like two small ones. And then yeah. you'll get like a hundred dollars from like commission links or something. Like it's yeah. like a puzzle. I think, um, I think too, when I like first decided I was going to quit my nine to five, it was like my first goal is to make more than what I make. And like fully transparent, I don't it's not like I have an amazing salary. Like it's going to be impossible to compete with. So that was my first thought. And then I even remember like my moment of realization where I was like, okay, I think I need to quit my nine to five is like making more from like a 10 second reel than I did in a 40 hour work week. Like that was one of my biggest realizations. I was like, there's so much potential. I'm going to regret if I don't do it, but yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm going to have to set those, those goals for myself and, and see where it goes. I think Like as long – like I think it's important. People are like don't get too caught up in the numbers. I think if you like just have like a general like understanding, like a a big picture of like what you want like the year to look like and then each month and you kind of just like strive to land among the stars, that will really help like motivate you and kind of keep you on track and like ease like a bit of like the financial stress that comes with like working for yourself but I think it's really great that you have savings it's always important to have a rainy day fund (laughs) if I have one um I'm excited for you I'm really excited to see where you are in a year's time where do you want to be let's do some like manifestations Oh, okay. Well, the problem I find with social media is like stuff can come out of the blue. Like I remember writing my goals for 2021 and it was like 10K on Instagram 
And I remember saying I wanted to get my first paid collab. Like I hadn't even got a paid collab. And I remember writing down, I want to work with like brands that I thought were like a five-year goal, like Urban, Aritzia, and Princess Polly. And somehow I've worked with them all this year. So I always think, like you said, like I'm shooting among the stars and going to see where I land. But I think a year from now, I would love... I, I, I get stressed out if I put a specific number on my following, but I would love to probably double my following. Like TikTok, I have 30, so 60. Instagram, I'm just over 16, so over 30 at least. Um, just really grow my platforms. And then I would love to, I think making more than my current salary would be amazing. Even if it's not the full year's worth, like it's in the latter half of 2022, like the six months. Um, make more than my current salary and then I think one thing too is like trying to really push YouTube like I mentioned a bit I, I don't do YouTube or I have a bit but I would love to really push myself on YouTube see where I can go with that monetize YouTube and then I do want to create something that's mine like presets or like you said sort of like what Nisa and Raider does like a course something that is not owned like because we don't own our social medias in that Mm -hmm. way. So it's like having something that is all mine, I can monetize myself. Um, But I think those are like my pretty basic goals. And then I'll probably create some like crazy goals, like maybe a fun edit with a brand or something like out there just to see what's achievable. But yeah, I think that's where I would start with for for next year. I love that. I'm so excited for you. And I feel like we're going to have to do a podcast episode in a year's time and like listen back like on these (laughs) goals and like see where we are. Like, honestly, I'm the same way with numbers, like for my following, like even for this for 2021, I set the goal of hitting 100,000 downloads on my podcast and I've almost tripled it. That's amazing. Thank you. So, like, <laughs> it really is possible. Like, I did not think that would happen. Now I've set – my mom's, like, set your goal for, like, a million downloads. I'm, like, I'm – that's a little ambitious. We're going to go for 500,000. Um, yeah. So that – I don't know. It feels good to, like, surpass your goal. So we're going that's, a little ambitious yeah. but not too ambitious. No, I totally agree with that. I always love – sort of lowballing because when I pass it I get like really motivated to keep going and I'm worried then you're like I oh I can double it exactly and I remember at the beginning of this year in January I was like thinking I'm gonna hit 10k at the end of this year and I remember saying to myself that's a stretch like I've only six months in like this is gonna be a stretch and then I hit it in like July or August so yeah I'm definitely probably gonna lowball myself again but then find the motivation when I hit those numbers so like up it or like keep going and then not get discouraged if I if I don't but yeah you've got this you got this (laughs) thank you it's crazy because like I've been growing my so like I've been doing this for four years and to put it all into perspective at the beginning of COVID like March 2020 I had just hit 8,000 followers and the beginning of this year I had just hit 20,000 and now I'm at, I think it's 44. 50, right? I'm like getting close to 50. That's so exciting. Which is crazy. I think like I keep saying like when I hit like 30, when I hit 40, when I hit 50, like it's going to be like holy shit. But I think like actually when I hit 50, it's going to be like that's what, a big number. Is there a specific number or would it be like um, financials for you too? 
like take it full time? I think consistency and financials. Um, Cause like right now, like some months like are really good and some months are a bit like slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's never going to be super consistent, but I think more consistency in terms of financials, whatever that looks like, whether it be like brand deals or me having like figured out a more way to a better way to have passive income, like having a product or something. Um, or like when I get, when I can't balance everything anymore, I'm somehow balancing a million things. I don't know how to do it. And I'm having a social life. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing though. That's a lot. But I think when I feel like financially secure and confident enough, because right now, I mean, I could, I really could like, like 60% of my income, I would say is from my own things. Right. But it's not like, I like the financial freedom that I kind of have right now. And I'm not ready to give that up just yet. So until I can feel that without a job. Right. Well, I mean, it is a job, but like hired by someone. Like um, the consistent paycheck. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I think that we shall see. Maybe I will set my um, New Year's resolution that by 2023, I'm an independent girl. Yeah. No, that's – I remember thinking when I started my corporate job, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for two year, full years and reevaluate. And it wasn't even a full year, and I was, like, gone. But it, I also remember thinking, like, there – I think there will never be a right time. Like, you'll never know. I just remember literally, I kid you not, I woke up one day, and I was like, I'm going to tell my manager today. Like, I'm going to leave because – I was just like in me and I was like, this isn't the right time. It's not even like I'm making enough money, but I just, I I went for it. So. Was it scary having that talk? Uh, Yeah, no, honestly, like I was almost in tears because I think I also just felt, I didn't feel bad and I I didn't want to feel like I was, well, I think my my biggest problem is they have been so kind to me and supportive and like. I remember telling them I did Instagram on the side and they're like, oh, that's amazing. And they like followed me and they supported me and they've like offered me so much throughout the past year. So when I said to them, like, I don't think I see myself here long term, I was like shaking and I was like almost crying because, yeah, honestly, I did feel bad um, because I didn't want to let them down. But they were so kind. And my manager was like, oh, like, you're young, like, do what you can always get a corporate job, like, um, like you're breaking my heart that's what she said to me. she's like you're breaking my heart but like oh you have God. to do yeah <laughs> she's like you just have to do like in what you want to do and follow your passion so it was such a hard conversation but I think it like it obviously had it to happen but it was difficult and I couldn't think maybe- about it too much before or else I like would have thrown up <laughs> do you maybe have any tips on like how you thought about like structuring the conversation for someone who maybe wants to leave like their nine to five and work for themselves yeah so I sound crazy but I actually wrote out like pointers of like what I wanted to touch on because I really wanted to make sure I was like one thanking them and like said I want to like well I actually start off by saying I have some unfortunate news um like I am just being presented with personal opportunities that I really think I need to pursue in the new year, but I want to like, thank you. And I'm so thankful for like the last year of working with you. And I've learned so much. 
Um, and then I think one thing, and I know everyone won't have this option, but I asked them, I was like, what do you need from me to make this exit easy? And so that's why I actually have such a long lead time because I'm the only person in my current role at my job. And so if I was to like give them two weeks, I think it would really hurt them and like it would really like damage the last half of the year because like they, they would need someone to fill the position and to like train someone would take like three months. So they asked me if I could stay till March and train someone or two people to fill the position before I left. So I was very um, okay with that. I said, yes, like I will stay as long as you want. So when I did this, it was in October and I'm leaving in March. So it was like a six month exit. Um, But I think if you don't have the option to like, obviously give them six months of your time, you could just share like, is there anything I can do before I leave? Like if you need to write up like, hiring or like steps for the new hire stuff like that just um say your thank yous and just like offer them something you can do for them in the end yeah that's what I did as well as like I gave three and a half weeks notice um and as like I made it very clear like I don't want to leave you hanging like I want you to feel confident with me leaving the company and someone taking over my role whether there's an overlap or not And I want to, like, make sure that everything is set up for success and all the ducks are, like, aligned in a row. So, like, I literally planned out socials, like, so far ahead, like, than what anyone else in this industry would probably do. Like, I did, like, two months worth of, like, content filled out. Like, everything is scheduled. Like, I have creators making content for us. Like, I've written out all the processes. So, like, biggest tip, like, give back to your boss even if you didn't like them like my boss was great he like does everything and like was so kind to me which is why it was so hard Mm -hmm. um but just like give back in any which way you can and like think about like how would you want to be helped if you were in their shoes exactly and I think it's so important too it's like for something like this too I have no idea where it could go in the next year like maybe I find myself working back with them because I love the company um And even my manager, she said to me, she's like, you can come back whenever you want. Like, there's always a job here for you. And I think making sure you keep that relationship strong to have that option. And like, I'm going into influencer, like marketing, and they are a brand that does that. So who knows, like, maybe they'll want to work with me in the future. And like, or maybe I help them with their social media strategy in the future. Like, you never know. So I think just really keeping that relationship strong could be so helpful. Yes, you never want to burn a bridge. Your Mm -hmm. network is your net worth and it's like can help you in so many different ways. It can open so many different doors. If you take one thing from this episode, like make those connections and like really value keeping them, whether it's like at your corporate nine to five or with the influencer managers or like other influencers or your followers, like whoever it may be, like really like foster those connections and those relationships and who knows they could help you down the road absolutely I totally agree and let's wrap it up what is one piece of advice it can be like relevant to this episode it could be like life advice whatever that you want to leave the listeners with okay one of my favorite quotes and I forget who it's from but it is you are 100% responsible for your life So I always think back to that and how you get to make all your decisions. You get to create the life path. So just go for everything you want to do in your life and don't hold back. 
I love that so much. And plug yourself out, Allie. Where can okay, yes. listeners find you? <laughs> so my Instagram and TikTok are the same handle. It's Allie Grieve. Um, my YouTube is also Allie Grieve. And yeah, I, I try to cross promote. So if you're on one platform, it will hopefully lead you to another. <laughs> That's so exciting, guys. Go follow her. Watch her live out her dreams. You will love Allie as much as I do. If you guys enjoyed this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as that's how you can help support the pod. Keep us trending. Keep us in the charts. It's crazy. We're in the Apple podcast charts. Who is letting me be there? I don't know, but you guys are clearly. Um, And I hope you guys love this episode and I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon soon. Bye guys. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more, right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.